It's Canadian music's biggest party of the year. The Juno Awards are set for this weekend in London, Ontario. And joining us from the Forest City now is music expert Eric Elper with a bit of a preview. He joins us on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Eric, my friend, how are you this afternoon? I'm good, man. How are you? I am very good. Uh, What do you think is the uh, big story this weekend at the Junos? What's uh, on your radar? Uh, How about the words Corey Hart? I'm with Uh, you right there. That's the number one with a bullet for me, the return of the man with his sunglasses on at night. (laughs) And that song still sounds so good on the radio. And, you know, it, it seems like that the Juno Award Committee are getting to the 80s right now with our childhood and inducting a lot of musicians that are from our generation. And Corey Hart definitely leads the way, you know, although that he's really known for sunglasses at night and innate enough and everything in my heart and of course, never surrender. The guy's got 31 Canadian top 40 hits. And of course, if that wasn't enough for anybody, he also wrote two songs and co-produced two songs on uh, Celine Dion's Let's Talk About Love album. That record only sold 31 million copies. So he could afford to kind of take a little bit of a break from the music industry and spend more time with his family with that nest egg. Yeah, you know, I had the honor of sitting down with Corey last month for the morning show on Global. And, you know, Eric, people ask me all the time, do you ever get nervous for interviews? And I only get nervous for, like, uh, the people that, as you just mentioned, you grow up with and you kind of idolized at one time. And and Corey Hart, you go through that catalog, and it's just amazing, as you mentioned, the uh, amount of material and the amount of hits uh, he had. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, I think we we didn't know it, but we really missed him. And I think people are going to realize that when they see him on the Junos this weekend. Yeah, and, and you know what? I'll add to your experience with him. You know, when he first started, he was like that James Dean character. He was too cool for everybody else. He was relentless in nature with um, performing and writing all the time. And I think, you know, his reputation was always like he was too serious. Um, even though that, you know, when you, when people saw him in concert, he kind of lightened up a lot, but for the most part though, I think I'd be a little bit nervous talking to him as well. And I've met him <laughs> a couple of times where you kind of think that maybe he's seen through you only because he's so smart and so determined to have made it in the music industry for this long. And he got to do what he wanted to do when it was time for him to step away from the spotlight and spend more time with his wife and his family. He did that. Now that his kids are older, he still has that burning desire to write and create. And it's something that I, I you know, I mean, he's earned that right to be able to do what he wants to do. I did ask him, I said, I'm asking as a 15-year-old Jeff MacArthur right now because you're the coolest hair. <laughs> How did you get that hair? And he uh, revealed the secret is you don't wash it for at least five days. So there you go. That's kind of disgusting, but in a cool sort of way. Yeah, (laughs) in a very rock and roll sort of way. Uh, Who do you think, uh, what actor are we going to be talking about on uh, Monday morning? Is there uh, somebody that's going to walk away as the big winner, do you think, this year? Yeah, I think what's interesting about this year's uh, Juno Award um, broadcast that's happening on Sunday is that there's no Drake, there's no Justin Bieber, um, there's no you know, the weekend. So there's a lot of artists that may just be able to crack through on the mainstream. And, you know, I'm going to put the Arkells in there right at the top of the list, because even though they sold out uh, arenas right across the country, um, I think a lot of people are going to discover them and rediscover them, I think, for the first time. But there's also artists like two-time Juno Award winner uh, Bahamas in the folk world. Uh, Nav is 
kind of getting right up there in terms of the hip-hop and soul world. Of course, Sarah McLaughlin is going to host, so expect to see her streams and sales go through the roof. But I think also, you know, you've got like country duo direct laws or loud luxury artists that are getting played on their respective radio stations. Um, but to the general public, I think that's Sunday night's performances and uh, uh, could actually bring him home to the mainstream. Yeah, I'm going to also give a shout-out to a Washboard Union, who I really like a, a lot, oh, and are great. up for a breakout group of the uh, year. Lo- love those guys, and I love their sound. Uh, Eric, what's the uh, buzz around there at the Junos? Uh, it seems to me that we're kind of in, uh, you know, we're just talking about Corey Hart, and I think about kind of the mid-'80s with Brian Adams and Glass Tiger, Platinum Blonde, uh, you know, Corey Hart. Uh, that that was kind of a real coming of age and a golden age for Canadian music. And, and I kind of feel like uh, we're, we're there again with the likes of Bieber, Drake, The Weeknd and such. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for, for decades, we were always punching above our weight. You know, in the 80s when you had all those artists and Brian Adams and in the 90s when Canadian women were cleaning up at the Grammy Awards, whether it was Shania Twain or Celine Dion um, or Sarah McLaughlin. Um, you know, there seems to be every couple of years throughout a decade where Canadians start to do really, really well and busting down even more doors for the people that are following them. And now I think we're seeing it again. And I think because we're living in a worldwide music industry, it doesn't really matter if you're from Toronto or Burlington or Scarborough. I mean, take a look at, you know, Lily Singh, although that she's not in the music world, her ability, for instance, to get on a late night, you know, massive network show just shows you that even in the music industry or anything entertainment, you're not kind of playing to people that are in Toronto or your home city anymore. You're really competing on a global level. And if your stuff isn't good enough, well, you, you may not find an audience that easy anymore. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting observation because you're absolutely right. Uh, the rules, the rules of the game, uh, they have changed and they've changed substantially, haven't they? And, and really given a lot more power, if you will, uh, to the artists in a way to express their creativity maybe like never we've never seen before yeah and get that success too look i I, you know you're probably well aware of this as well but i think you know when when canadian content rules came in in the 70s there were probably a bunch of artists in the music industry who you know maybe had that leg up that wouldn't otherwise have a chance to be heard and that was a really good thing um but now you know because cancon still exists it doesn't really matter anymore because unless you're great because the general public just doesn't have time for good anymore you can make a really amazing video for a thousand dollars but if it can't compete with the same eyes and ears as ariana grande's audience or the weekend's audience and you play that kind of music with that demographic in mind you're kind of going to get it shut out unless you know even if you do have Canadian content rules behind you, because I think at the end of the day, it just has to be the fine entertainment. And uh, although I wouldn't never, you know, claim or want that the Canadian content rules should be changed. But I think in this case, though, once you're on the same platform as YouTube and Google and Spotify and the rest of the music streaming services, Bruce Springsteen is now your competition if you're playing a rock band. Yeah. Beatles are your competition. (laughs) Hard to believe, but it is true. Uh, London, Ontario. Talk to me about the city and how they've embraced these awards. Uh, As you know, that's my old stomping grounds. I spent the majority of my broadcast career there, and uh, I know that town is really, really buzzing. They're excited to host this award show. 
Yeah, what's amazing about the Juno Awards that make it pretty different from all the rest of the other awards is that it's a traveling one. So this year it's in London, Ontario. Next year it'll be in Saskatoon. And I think, you know, when you, when they come to Toronto, there's a multitude of things that you can do in this city. In fact, there's almost too much that you can do. Um, so it makes it a little bit harder for the city to kind of explode with excitement for weeks on end. I've been traveling back and forth from here from Toronto to London, and there's banners everywhere. The Juno Fest wristbands where the fans can meet the artists in the shopping mall have been sold out for weeks. In fact, they just announced uh, a couple of days ago that um, that the Juno Fanfare, where, um, where people can meet the artists, have been sold out um, in quicker time than any other time. So I think with that and all the other, you know, uh, 100 12 artists that are playing in in 2025 clubs across the city it's going to be jammed starting in the next couple of hours in fact they've been actually going since monday but i think today is when the heat really comes up in the city all right the 48th annual juno awards will be broadcast sunday night at eight on cbc hosted as eric mentioned by sarah mclaughlin eric thanks for this appreciate it as always and enjoy the junos great thanks so much man we'll talk soon